Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio HQ, joined, as always, by Randy Angston. What's up, guy? How we doing? Good. Lots of moving parts. We love it. Every day. Every day. Got a special episode uh, for you today. But before we do that, let's talk about a quick announcement. The Growth Summit, the tickets, they're live. Go to winninggym.com slash Scottsdale. Uh, we have our first batch of 25 tickets about halfway through, and then the price goes up from there. Um, just lined in another speaker, a good friend of ours, Rick Mayo is going to come and mm. speak to us about uh, like he's he's getting into the franchising. Yep. He wants to tell the story on that. So if you're a gym owner that kind of had thoughts about maybe one day franchising, this is going to be the, the the guy you want to talk to and, and and hear from. He's going to give you the raw and real you know, what's going on behind the scenes. We had a good call yesterday talk, talking to, about all this, all the nonsense, you know, all the stuff you deal with. Well, he, he spent a lot of money on research too. He I mean, did. he know he knows this industry. He knows the numbers. Um, there's the data. I mean, he's done that work. Yeah. And, he, and he's pumped because he said he's like 15 franchises getting ready to launch. So hell yeah, he's, he's well off into the, into the races. So he's coming down, got him coming. We also have Jason Phillips, who's been a, a, a guest on this episode or on this episode, on this podcast. He's, uh, he does nutrition, he does nutrition certifications and really coaches a great group of, uh, I mean, call them nutritionists, but they're trainers and they have nutrition as part of their um, repertoire and they're doing big six figure, seven figure mm-hmm. uh, type in just nutrition. Um, so that's cool. So you'll hear from him. We also have Shauna. Shauna, our, our tax goddess. Yeah. She is the uh, savior for so many businesses. Finally, somebody that's on our side when it comes to the IRS and the taxes, and she's going to drop, you know, 10 strategies that you can save $10,000 or more immediately. I was, so. just, I was just talking about Shauna last night and her tax strategies. Ah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And we're going to speak a little bit about that today. And then uh, we also have Eric Russell. Eric, Eric is uh, a sales coach. He, he has a coaching course and coaching group where he helps you uh, do, I mean, basically sell better. For fitness. For fitness. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. Uh, and then we, we got a couple guys in the mix we're working on to get get to it. But those those four are locked in, uh, as well as you know several gym owners are already signing up now. So don't wait, guys. I, the, the, the reason I'm going to push so hard on this, to be super transparent, is I want to be done with the ticket sales so I can focus on the event. Because, literally, I mean, this is us, right? You, me. Yep. Uh, we have Conan, we got Kelly, you know, some people working in the background, but like I, we're working on all this stuff together. I don't want to worry about tickets. Just go buy them. If you're going to buy them, buy them. And then we'll, we'll sell this thing out, close the shopping cart down, and then we'll move on to, to the experience. Heck yeah. And like you said, it's only going to get more expensive as time goes on. Very true. Yeah. So there, there's your, uh, I guess that's the urgency. Boom. Urgency and scarcity. Look at that. In it's one. like, it's like we know what we do something. We're doing something. Once, once we did that right. <laughs> All right, so this episode today, guys, this is so funny that we're talking about this because the all all anybody ever talks about is gross revenue, right? Hey, we made a million dollars, we made you know a hundred thousand dollars this month, or we made fifty thousand this month, or we made five hundred thousand dollars last year. 
that's always the number of people are going to brag about. Yep. It's the top line. And then you've got this the people coming in from the back. Well, it's not how much you you gross, it's how much you keep. Like it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. And that's what your profit is. And they're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because you can, you know, gross a million and, and make Give it zero. All yeah. Or you can gross five hundred thousand and make a hundred thousand. But I got a new take on this. I don't even think it's about profit, which is completely different than anybody else. I think it's about owner benefit. And what I mean by that is how much are you as the owner benefiting from the spoils of your operation? <laughs> Not how much you have in profit per se, it's how much you benefit. And what I mean by benefit, it's how much money do you personally take? Because if you show a giant profit mm -hmm. and you don't pay yourself, uh, well, you owe taxes on all that money, right? So it's like, does it is it really a good idea to show heavy profit? And I would I would argue yes, two two times you would want to do that. Number one, if you're trying to sell, sell your it. business, you would definitely want to show profit, a high profit. And if you're going for new financing, if you're trying to to get a building or you know open up another operation, having profits very important there. But it's a catch twenty two. We always try to have very little profit because I don't want to owe taxes, and that's where Shauna comes in. So mm -hmm. we, we we wipe out a lot of the profit. We'll show profit, but then we'll wipe it out with tax strategies. Yep. So so let's get into how some things that you can do. And before I even say one more word, I am not a tax consultant. I am not a lawyer. <laughs> this is just ideas. I and mean, when these these are things that you could do, like don't follow my advice. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Find your own advice uh, and research this stuff. But let's let's take a couple tax strategies that Sean has used with us in the in the last few years. Um, the masters. The, well, start with that. The masters tax. So the masters tax, and, and if you remember Sean talking about this, this was the, it was named after Augusta National in the masters tournament, and the, the and all the senators, senators yep. that had these giant homes, they would lease those homes to themselves and then take the money as income, but not ta non taxable. Non taxable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can do that, um, you know, up to fourteen, 14. times a year. So. 14 days per year. 14 days per year. Very, very, very important. So you can, you can lease, you can lease your home to yourself. Uh, but there's, there's definitely some, some caveats to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, one of the strategies that we've put in place, uh, for years now is that we'll host, you know, events or team meetings at the house. And we, you know, in order to, to get a fair market value, you have to do research and have proof that if I were to lease this space for a half a day at a hotel or a ballroom or a banquet center, what would that cost? Yeah, it's going to be comparable. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, ah, it's $10,000 a day and pay yourself that. Now, when you pay yourself that money, it's it's like you're taking extra payroll without the tax. Okay. But by default, that reduces your profit. Yes. If you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. So so let's just say you did $1,000 times 14 events, 14 grand, that comes off of your profit line because it's an expense paid to yourself, owner benefit. Vehicles, gas, Costco runs, you know, things that you're buying for the gym that you could use at the house. Uh, you know, all of these things are essentially owner benefit, uh, pay, you pay yourself, uh, owner's draws, payrolls. Those are all things that go against the profit uh, I don't think owner draw does. I don't think owner draw does. I have to get Sean on that because I don't think it comes off the P and L. I think that's a balance sheet thing. But the point 
the point that I'm trying to make to everybody is that everybody that has a gym out there that's what I would consider a lifestyle business, yep. you, you, you have the gym as the business to support your lifestyle, it's not necessarily how much profit you make, it's how much you personally benefit. You took the risk, you invested your time, blood, sweat, and tears, money, financially, you put all that on the line, what are you benefiting from it? And that brings up a good point, though, too, because I can tell you, I mean, with the number of gym owners we've worked with, there's a lot of gym owners who don't even take a salary or pay themselves, yeah, yes. you know, like when we were having the conversation back when we used to have the financing and stuff like that. So we got into financials on calls and a lot of them didn't have an answer as far as what they make. You know, it's, oh, well, the, you know, the business may, I just, I just pull cash from the business when I need it. And, yeah, and, and that's a bad idea. So we, we had a, a show yeah. on this. Never use the business as your personal ATM. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to pay yourself a, a wage. And talking to Shauna earlier today, you want to be about 30% of net profits as your pay. So let's be with your, with your pay in the profit. So let me explain that. Let's just say you paid yourself 30 grand and your books, your profit 70,000. So you combine the two, it equals a hundred thousand and 30,000 is what you should is have yours, paid yourself. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the line in the sand that Shauna tells me that's going to not trigger an audit versus paying yourself way too much or way too little. You don't want to pay yourself too little because they want that social security tax coming sure. out of your paycheck. And so that they want to, you know, it needs to be around that 30% of total profit as your owner pay. Again, I'm not a tax consultant. This is just regurgitated information. Um, another Another great strategy that the owner can benefit from that would reduce profit would be paying your children. When your children are seven years old until they're 18 or 17 in in 364 days, they can be on your payroll. Yep. And they have to have a job and they have to come in and do stuff. So like my daughter files for us, you know, she and she makes a a salary. And you can pay up to $12,000 a year that you can pay to your your child. And guess what? That's only taxed at a bare minimum. And that child doesn't have to pay, doesn't have to file taxes either. It's not an income tax, yeah. Right. So there's there's some social security and Medicare that comes out of that. But they're on the pay they're on the ADP, right? They're on the payroll reports and they're getting paid just like an employee. But that goes into a, a separate account, like the way we do our daughter. The separate account and that pays it, ha, it can only pay for anything other than food water shelter so like you can't pay your rent with it you know you <laughs> can't make, make your kid come home and pay your mortgage yeah. <laughs> but horse lessons school yeah. books you know stuff like that that that's the thing that you can use that money for instead of coming out of your account it just comes out of their account and as a parent you can you can do that's a, that's a completely legal tax strategy yeah but again, going back to my first point of this, those are owner benefits that would essentially reduce profit. So, okay, well, wait a minute. Is it is it really is it the profit? number? Yeah. Is it the profit number or is it the owner benefit? And I would argue it's the owner benefit. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like if you think about the quality of life it's providing, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, a number on a bank account doesn't mean shit. You know, it's literally what you do with it. It's a tool, you know, and if you, if it all just sits there and it's just a number, you know, what are you bragging about it? 
Is it's like gross revenue? You know what I mean? Oh, you mean not on the not in the bank account, but on the on the P and L. Well, just I mean, just profit as a in, as a whole. You know what I mean? If you're not if you're not utilizing the profit, owners' benefits, salaries, things like that, it, it does no good. You know what I mean? The money is still a tool. It's got to use it for something. Sure. The the number. You know, it's like saying gross revenue. Gross, great, but that's not money that's sitting in your account usually. You know what I mean? Because profit is what we're talking about. But. Uh, yeah, I, the, there's, I don't know. I just don't see the benefit of having the cash sitting there, I guess is my point. Well, there's de- you definitely want to have cash flow. You well, def- I mean, obviously. You yeah. definitely want to have savings. You definitely want to have that stuff. To run an operation, you really should have three to five months in total expenses uh, in, a, in an account because, look, COVID, wait, oh, God, yeah, all I mean, the stuff that came up, I mean, God forbid it happens again. Who knows, right? We go to war, and that that could throw a wrench into some things, huh? Yeah, I mean, could you think about think about all of the businesses that didn't have the ability to open? I mean, California is still training outside. God, you know what I mean? Like, like how many? How, exactly, how many of these gyms, if they didn't have cash flow, wouldn't be around? Well, there's there's a lot that closed. Let's yeah. Be, let's be clear. I think somebody the last time I heard it was thirty percent, thirty three percent, a third of all businesses that were gyms and probably restaurants. Mm-hmm. Just when well, we just just today, just before this, changes here in Arizona lifted the mandate for gyms, restaurants, theaters, oh. capacity restrictions. Oh, where, where, were we on a were we on one? I don't, I don't remember. Well, <laughs> not not the way that we operate here, um, yeah. but. Uh, we were just fine. Yeah, we we actually had a, a nice visit from the health department a couple months ago, checking it, checking in on us. So, anyways, oh, yeah. um, really, the point of the podcast today is like, look, yeah, gross revenue probably isn't the number that makes any sense because you, like we said earlier, you can make a million and spend a million, and you're left with zero. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, the Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group. And let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. Profit is important, but I would say owner benefit probably trumps that mm-hmm. in regards to a lifestyle business. And that's a, a business that you run that supports your lifestyle, supports your family. That That's what I mean. I think that's more, impro- more important than showing a profit. I agree. I agree. Yeah, very cool. Well, hell... Uh, one thing I want to mention too, um, I just saw a state of the fitness industry report. It was it was put out by another company, and it was shared in one of our, our mastermind groups. Uh, um, I don't think I want to name the name of this industry report, but uh, I read it and I was very very surprised to see some of these numbers on there. And what it was it was like you know how you know what are your expenses, how much you know you pay your trainers, what percentage comes from these service categories. And it was, and it was apparently it was six thousand gyms. Okay, it was six thousand boutique gyms, and I read it, and I got to the point where it had like total expenses per month, like how many gyms had less than this number of, you know, this this amount of expenses, and it was twenty five percent of the gyms that responded to the survey, their monthly expenses were less than six thousand dollars a month. Okay. 
then 50% were less than 10,000, and 75% were less than 18,000. And this was boutique fitness. And I, then I, it kind of hit me like there's another level of boutique fitness within boutique fitness. Yeah. Because those numbers are nothing no. when it comes to expenses. 75% or less than 18,000. Our, our, our rent is 16,000. 16. So, like, who are, who are these gyms? Where? Uh, that, that was my question. <laughs> That's the thing. But, I, yeah, well, you got to wonder, I mean, if they consider boutique style, I mean, instantly when you said those numbers, I instantly started thinking, you know, roll-up doors, CrossFit style. And I think gyms. that's what the majority of them were. Mm-hmm. And and then they and then they also said, what was the amount of cash it took to open the business? It was like 35000 Like, th- It's your dumbbells. It was just, it, it opened my eyes to, to understand that there's a, there's levels of boutique fitness, big differences. And then it reminded me as to why we put the growth summit together in the there first place. Yep. I was like, okay, because we did a survey guys, we, we did a survey on Facebook where we, we did a drawing for a power rack and we had, you know, several thousand respondents and we had several thousand like piece of points of data to look at and we when we saw the numbers coming back originally it was how much does your gym gross in mm-hmm. a year and it was zero to a hundred thousand and it was like 90 percent were coming in at zero to a hundred thousand and we just it was like really it blew our mind yeah and we would get on the phone with some of these gyms and we were we were understanding it wasn't even a hundred, it was like fifty thousand. So we moved the we moved the goalpost. We added another one, zero to fifty and then fifty to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Like where where does your gym make? And eighty percent or really fifty to sixty percent were coming in at zero to fifty thousand. And that that done that was done in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Twenty eighteen we ran that survey, twenty nineteen, and or probably early twenty early twenty nineteen, yeah. And then that that's that's we say okay wait a minute there's a big difference in the in the boutique fitness space the training gym space from what those problems that those people have versus the problems that you know the clients that we work with have and, and you know n- neither's better than the other don't don't get don't get it twisted right but what I'm saying is there's a big disparity like the giant gap in this industry when it comes to revenue profit margins, headaches, you know, uh, between just in the boutique fitness yeah. category. And so we we made a, a, a strong push towards that $400,000 or more a year gym versus the zero to $100,000 yeah. gym. And, and it wasn't that, look, I, we can't help anybody that doesn't make that much. That's not the point. But the, the, the strategies, the, the problems that we solve are a little bit higher level problems well and then talking like there is a to to get shed some light on that too you know we talk with the gym owners that are at those levels you know a lot of them were were interested in being our clients and things like that and like you said the problems that they had we we couldn't fix a lot of it because half these people weren't even working in their business Mm -hmm. most of the time yeah you know what i mean like they own it well they they have a full-time job to supplement the income that they're not making in their gym so it's it's almost like you know the the serious business owner is exactly where they're they're supposed to be you know what i mean like those that looked at this and took it like a treat it like a business get the results a business pays there is a lot of those that have a gym and treat it like a hobby 
Yeah. I know it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, I don't even want to say it's unfortunate. I mean, it's entirely up to you. You're the one that owns it. If that's True. what you want out of it, yeah. I mean, if that's all you need out of it and you're happy, by all means. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably not you. You know, you have a desire to grow. And that's where, as you start to escalate, you know, elevate the the, the brand, the business, mm-hmm. the problems change. I mean, we talked with who was um, Mike Elfcott. When we, when we talked with him, he explained, you know, he had what, 26, 21, 21? Mm-hmm. up to 21 um, locations. And, you know, he was explaining, you know, one to five had, you know, these sets of problems, five to 10, there was another set of problems. I mean, it, it constantly changed as the number of gyms grew, yep. even though it was the same business, you know, duplicated pretty much. Yep. Yep. Um, but just the complexity of, of having the, all, those right. many locations. Right. It's no different with, with, you know, that individual gym as you progress and things change. Mm-hmm. You know, systems, you get, you got systems to handle a lot of the stuff that got you here. You know, those problems probably aren't, you know, popping up all the time anymore. anymore yeah. Now you got a whole new set of things new, to worry about. More money, more problems. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, the, you know, a little rant at the end here, but just wanted to share the, that kind of that data I saw. I was like, mm, interesting. Something we should probably talk about. But the point of this podcast, you know, what is it doing for your business? It's definitely not gross revenue. I mean, you, you got to have gross revenue, but it's not. It's not the number we look at to gauge a success. I think, yeah, business. I think we said it before. I mean, it's pretty much just, an, it's good for the ego. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and that's what anybody's going to ever share when they when you talk to a gym owner. That's how much the, the gross revenue is. But, uh, yeah, take a look at, go, go you know, it's a good, a good exercise. Go back because there's probably things that you benefited from it, as an expense to the to the gym that you, you it'd be nice to pull that out because, I will tell you this, when you do get a business valuation or if you do ever go to sell the operation, that stuff needs to be separated because that is going to help your valuation because that's owner benefit. And that's that's a big key takeaway. It's not necessarily always the profit. It's the benefit to the owner. Smart. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Until next time, go buy your tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Keep changing lives. Say bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you got to do is join our private Facebook group, Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals right now. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you join, we're going to give you free access to our 10 fitness marketing strategies, seven-figure gym owners use to win. All right, I look forward to you joining us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great.